There's something really curious about this broadcast. T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, and we have main engine start. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and liftoff. This is TGP nominal. Commence episode now. All systems remain nominal. Nominal, nominal, Hello everybody and welcome to TGP Nominal, your monthly look at all things science fact and science fiction. Well, it's the first TGP Nominal of the year, so... Happy New Year, even though it is a bit late in the month. (laughs) But all will be revealed why that is in a moment. As it's kind of the beginning of the month, we always bring you our sky guide for the month ahead. And that is usually brought to you by Ross Hockham from UK Astronomy. Well, as we've mentioned in past sky guides, Ross isn't available to come on the show with me and record live. So he has sent us his pre-recorded sky guide for the month. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, Ross is going to bring us his sky guide. Hi, I'm Matt Damon. I play astronaut Mark Watney in The Martian. In the story, my character is accidentally stranded on Mars. Sending people to Mars and returning them safely is the challenge of a generation. The whole world held its breath when the Curiosity rover landed in 2012. The boot prints of astronauts will follow those rover tracks thanks to innovations happening today. NASA's journey to Mars begins on the International Space Station, some 250 miles overhead, where we're learning how humans can thrive over long periods without gravity. Here at home, people are working across the country on the new Orion spacecraft and space launch system rocket that will carry astronauts farther than ever before. When we invent new technologies for exploration, it benefits all of humanity. But more than that, the journey to Mars will forever change our history books, rewriting what we know about the red planet and expanding a human presence deeper into the solar system. Follow NASA's journey to Mars at www.nasa.gov. On canvas with paint in the artist's school, it is red that is hot and blue that is cool. But in science we show, as the heat gets higher, a star will glow red like the coals of a fire. Raise the heat some more, and what is in sight? Behold, the star glows bright white. But the hottest of all, I say unto you, is neither red nor white when a star has turned blue. This is TGP Nominal. Welcome back to TGP Nominal. Now, I did mention before the break that we were going to go straight into the sky guide, but I thought I would play something into the show. UK astronomy has been mentioned on local radio recently because of something special that is about to happen for UK astronomy. So have a listen to this. Smart speakers and on our free mobile app. This is Bucks Radio News. 
Bugspace charity UK Astronomy are hoping to bring the night sky to people without access to telescopes with a new inflatable planetarium. The self-contained dome could be set up indoors, has a projector inside which could showcase the stars and constellations in the night sky. For more on this or any of the other stories, head to the news section of our website. Your weather is on the way next, after the national headlines. So the inflatable planetarium is going to start making an appearance in the spring and I'm sure Ross will be coming on board to tell us more about it when it comes about and I might actually get to have a little play with the uh, planetarium at some point as well. So now I think it's about time that Ross gave us his Sky Guide for January. Sorry it's a little bit late this month, but that's because of the, you know, the usual festivities and work commitments and things like that. But we've still got plenty of the months to go out and see the cool stuff in our skies. Starting with a January comet chase. So all through January, we've got this comet moving about in the sky, and it's called C2022E3ZTF. C2022E3ZTF. And it's a long period comet which reaches its perihelion on January the 12th. And the closest approach to Earth will be on February the 1st at a distance of 0.28 AU. So 1 AU is the distance between the Earth and the Sun. So it's actually not that far away, really, in relation of stuff. Now, it's being said that it's actually been brightening in our skies over the past month. It's rising around about 11 o'clock at night and it's going to be moving past Hercules right up towards Ursa Minor. So on the 23rd and the 24th, the comet is actually going to be to the left of a galaxy. So the galaxy called M102 in Draco. It's going to make a fantastic photo opportunity. So there's actually another galaxy there as well, but it is a bit dimmer than M102. So you might get it, you don't know. You might see it with a telescope. It's known as the Spindle Galaxy, and it is faint. But cameras, if you've got a camera and you're going for some astrophotography or taking pictures, you should be able to pick it up nicely, hopefully, in the same shot. To go for a wider shot, you'll be able to get maybe both galaxies and the comet all in one shot, fingers crossed. You should be able to see the galaxy with a moderate telescope, hopefully, as well. So have a look around there, see if you can spot the comet, a couple of galaxies if you're lucky. Right at the end of the month, it's going to be around the North Star Polaris. And it's said to have brightened even enough that you'll be able to see it with binoculars. So it's going to be kind of like flying around this area for the last few nights of the month. If you get a nice clear sky, pop out, find Polaris and North Star, have a look there, see if you can see a comet, get the binoculars out and search around. You might see this sort of fuzzy, comety sort of shape. It may have a tail. I haven't actually seen it yet. I think I saw a picture that someone put in the Facebook group. I think it was Andy Smith, very good astrophotographer. And he got a picture of it recently. I couldn't see a tail on there, but you could see a sort of green fuzz around it. So that's how you know you've seen a comet. So go out in January, chase a comet, watch it fly through the sky. So our first thing 
is on the 18th. As the moon goes around in orbit around the Earth, it actually kind of wobbles a little bit as it goes around, and it's called a, a lunar libration. And what that means is it kind of tilts to one side, you can look around the right hand side a bit, tilts a bit to the other side, you can look around the left hand, you can look to the south sometimes, and the north. So it kind of like brings craters that you usually can't see into view. So it's actually happening on this night. On the left hand side, it's going to tilt towards us a bit more so we can see kind of round the edge of it. And there's an unusual mare there called Orientale, and it's not usually visible because tonight it's tilted we can see it just kind of on the side there it's actually formed by an impact of an asteroid sized object massive hit there if you have a little google of it it looks quite cool it's actually got ridges and things and it looks like it hasn't properly filled in so you can actually see the little ridges sticking out so it's quite a cool object to have a look at so if you're out there tonight pop out have a look there we move on to the 22nd just as the sun sets you're going to have saturn and venus they're going to be really close together in the evening sky so if you're out during the month before the 22nd have a little spot so you can see where venus is mercury will be slowly coming up on the horizon as the sun sets and you'll see them slowly get closer and closer and closer and closer together throughout the month and on the 22nd is the closest point when they will be there they are quite low in the southwest sky Saturn is going to be just above the brighter Venus. You shouldn't be able to miss Venus if it's a clear night and the sun's just set. Venus is really bright, really bright, but they are going to be setting probably just after six o'clock. So you've only got maybe what an hour, half an hour to maybe get out there and see before they set when the sun goes as well. But they're really bright, so you should get to see Venus really easily, and there'll be a slightly fainter Saturn just above it. You should also be able to spot Jupiter as well when the sun sets. It will kind of be up to the left in a diagonal line. So top left, there'll be a really bright blob higher up in the sky, and that's Jupiter. Get to see those three planets in one evening. How cool is that? Moving on to the 23rd, if you look around the same place, around about 5.50pm, you're actually going to see a thin crescent moon join the duo of planets, Venus and Saturn. So this is again in the southwest sky, so make sure you get out a bit earlier than 5.50 and see the cool conjunction, and then hopefully when you sit there, you'll see a space station fly up from the right of the planets, up and over the top of them, and then over Jupiter. The ISS is coming up a bit throughout the month, so each night go out have a look. If you see a really bright light moving quickly across the sky, that is the space station. Right, if we move on to the 25th now, tonight a moon is going to have moved just below the gas giant Jupiter with another possible flyover of the ISS and that's going to be around about 7.20. So when you're sitting there, have a look at the moon and that and draw a line up to the top left and right there is Mars in between the Hades cluster and the Pleiades. Mars is awesome. It was at its best in December. Just don't mistake it for the star, Aldebaran, that represents the uh, bull's eye, because that's also red. So you've got Hades, which is a kind of little cluster. It's like a sideways V, and that's like a cluster of red stars. Aldebaran is a really, really bright red star right there. Mars is just above that. Below that, you then have Betelgeuse, which is another really big bright star in Orion. So there's a couple there you might mistake for Mars, but trust me, we were really close to it in December. We're not really moving that far away from it at the moment, so you'll easily see Mars flying up in the sky right there, and the ISS flying about it about 7.20pm. So pop out have a look. We move on to the 30th then. Mercury, the messenger, is going to be at its greatest western elongation, but it is going to be a really tough spot. So an elongation is pretty much where the planet goes to the highest point in the sky, the furthest away from the sun, before it then stops and then starts going back towards the sun in its orbit. But as I said, it is quite low. It's in the southeastern sort of sky, and you may see a tiny white dot just on the horizon. But please be careful if you're viewing near the sun. We say this time and time and time again, but just make sure don't look at the sun with binoculars or a telescope or even your eyes it's not good for you and it will blind you 
Right, 31st, the last day. The moon now moves back past Mars in the night sky. So this will create a fantastic view. You have the like so many brightly different colored stars all around the area. They're all hanging there in sort of like the south. You have a red Mars, Betelgeuse, Aldebaran, all these three red bright objects there. Then you're gonna have the whiter and bluer Sirius star, Procyon, Rigel, Capella. And if you chuck in Orion's belt below them as well, just an awesome sky to have a look at, especially this time of year, it's really cool. Gonna create like a huge open cluster, awesomely big stars and different colors, red, white, maybe some yellow. So pop out there, get your binoculars, have a look around all the different stars. You never know what you might see. There's, there's some nebula around there. There's loads of clusters in that area. So enjoy. January skies. Don't forget that you can access the show notes for this sky guide on the dedicated page for this episode. Just click on the little button at the bottom of the page that says explore this episode. Spanhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. So we've come to the end of this episode of TGP Nominal. I'd like to thank Ross Hockham for bringing us his Sky Guide. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, what has happened to the objects of the month? Well, watch this space because something a little bit different is going to be happening with that as of next month. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, one and all. And I'll speak to you again real soon. Clear skies, guys. And remember, there's a billion worlds in your back garden. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of TGP Nominal. If you want to get in touch with us, then... Send an email to garbagepod at virginmedia.com, where your input is our output. Or click the social media icons at the top left of the page over at tgpnominal.weebly.com. If you would like to subscribe to any of our podcasts, you can do so via iTunes, the RSS feed, and also Stitcher and TuneIn On Demand Radio. And you can listen to me going solo, bringing you the latest in movies and home theater for regular people in the Widescreen podcast over at widescreen.org. Don't forget to rate and review us. If you like what we're doing here, then why not buy us a pint by clicking on the donate button on any of the podcast pages. And don't forget to spread the word about us. Station, this is Houston ACR. Thank you. That concludes the event.